0: So a huge game calls for a huge guest, and we are pleased to be previewing <laughs> the good. Sunday night matchup between the Bengals and the Ravens with our good buddy Justin from Engraven Vids, going about sixty thousand subscribers strong on his awesome YouTube channel, one of our favorites. Even though it's not a Bengals one, it's still one of our favorite <laughs> channels. So, Justin, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming back on the show. How you doing? No, for sure. I appreciate you having me on. You know, we're doing good, doing good. Despite the Ravens being up and down, we, we're doing good. I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you coming back on and mm-hmm. I'm going to share your YouTube channel here for folks. And we're going to put that link in the uh, descript- show description and everything here. Here is the YouTube. And yes, you can see here, subscribe. We are subscribed because it's a great, great channel. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about it before we kind of kick this thing off with reviewing this game
1: uh yeah thank you again
0: um the channel is Engraven
1: vids um it is uh on there we do videos every single day uh sometimes multiple videos uh every day uh but it is based around the baltimore ravens uh we cover everything that the ravens do any moves that the ravens might make uh we also have a, a very interactive segment called uh questions from subscribers where people that are subscribed to the channel they'll send emails uh that of different questions that they have that pertain to the Raven just pertain to the NFL in general and we answer it in the video format uh so feel free to come through check it out if it's for you hey subscribe if it's not for you uh that's fine as well I, I appreciate any time that you uh you spend checking out any videos so thank you again
0: yeah it's it's an awesome channel and quite honestly some of the things we've done here we've uh adopted from you because you do a great job and man i feel like a slacker we don't do things every day here but we try we try but nevertheless nevertheless you kill it man and great channel please to our listeners out there go subscribe because it is awesome stuff and there's a lot of just general afc north talk nfl talk on Mm -hmm. there as well but uh hey You mentioned it at the get-go, at the jump here, two and two. There is, Mm -hmm. when you're 500, there's just a lot of right? It's like, oh, man, what could have been? You're Mm -hmm. still in the mix. Yeah, you know, underachievement, overachievement, all this kind of, all these feelings come up here. Just mm-hmm. overall, before we kind of get into individual players, matchups, and, and what you think is going to happen this Sunday, right. give us a little bit of the assessment of what's been happening with the Ravens because they've had two heartbreaking losses but <laughs> still are at the top of the division here in this mishmash of two and two oh, teams. Oh,
1: boy. Um, these Baltimore Ravens, man. You, I, I tell people <laughs> all the time, like, you, you cannot be a sane person if you're a fan of the Baltimore Ravens because they will take you through it. Um, they love stressing you out. Uh, they love playing with your heart, with your emotions. I always tell people too, 2019 that that was a dream. That was not a real season where Ravens were just blowing out all these teams and whatnot. That's not the normal way they play football. So that was that wasn't even real. Um, but these past couple of seasons, including this one, this is real Ravens football. Um, the It's crazy because I almost feel like I wish every Ravens game would just be an away game. Uh, Because the away games, they've taken care of business uh, and they've taken care of it in a major way. Uh, They played the Jets in week one, then played the uh, Patriots in week three, won both of those games decisively. Um, Those were two games where in the fourth quarter, the Ravens, they had everything taken care of. They had business taken care of. Um, But for their home games uh, against the Dolphins, I mean, in the fourth quarter, it looked like they had business taken care of. They were up by 21 and they lost. Uh and then against the Bills, um, there was one point where they were up 20 to 3, uh, and they never scored another point again. And that was also at home, uh, and they lost. And coincidentally, uh, the both home games, they've both been on TV. So maybe it's a televised thing too. <laughs> I don't know. So hopefully that doesn't impact the game uh against the Bengals because that's both gonna be on TV and it's a home game. So yeah, that's that's a recipe for disaster so far this season but hopefully things can change but um with the Ravens they did they really have to improve I think one of the biggest areas of improvement that they they need to do um both in their wins and losses we've seen it be an issue uh is the scoring late uh in the second half and then really in the fourth quarter uh Ravens they they keep their foot on the gas they put their foot on the gas early on in games early on in the first half they get it going quick. Uh, but then in the second half, things just get really, really slow. And as a matter of fact, not even get slow, but they just stop. The offense just stops. So mm-hmm. if it's a matter of um, it, it's, it's a lot of different things. Uh, last game, it was a matter of the offense itself. Just there were drop passes. Uh, there were interceptions. Uh, it wasn't taking the point. So it's, it's, it's a matter of execution. It's a matter of coaching. Uh, it's a matter of a, a little everything mixed in one. Um, but they have to get their late-game offense figured out, uh, because if they don't, then it, it'll be the death of them this season. So hopefully they can uh they can pick that up and and pick it up faced.
0: Well, the the storyline last year obviously was the health of the Ravens. Mm-hmm. They were still winning games and still you know in in the playoff mix and everything, um, you, despite you know having who knows who running back at at some point. I mean, it was, and then you had, you know, Lamar out and all the, all the Mm -hmm. kind of things and now healthier Lamar's back. You're starting to get, see some of those running backs come back after having some of those devastating injuries Mm -hmm. Um, kind of keeping from a macro perspective and then honing in and just a little bit, just health of the team. I know Ronnie Stanley's in that mix too. health of the team and how the, you know, especially the run game has been looking with guys kind of slowly trickling back into the lineup. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, um, the run game specifically. Uh, it's so crazy
1: as a uh, Ravens fan uh, that the run game has been terrible, and it's so weird to see. Um, Lamar Jackson has been the only uh, consistent in a run game, and, and that's not good. Uh, you got to get more production from your running backs. You got to get better blocking, uh, run blocking from the offensive line. Um, but you also you got to get healthier too. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, he just played in his first game um, two weeks ago. So this game against the Bengals, this will be the third game that he's playing in this season. So he's still been sort of getting back in the mix. Um, Justice Hill, who had been our best running backs this season, um, he's hurt. Uh, He has a a hamstring injury, so it's not looking like he's going to play in this game. Um, Gus Edwards just returned to practice uh, this week so but this was his first practice this is his first week practicing in 13 months so he won't be out there on Sunday uh Ravens other options at running back are Kenyon Drake uh and Mike Davis uh and so far they haven't really looked the best um but we'll see because they really don't have any other options right now um so the run game has been rough uh it's it's been rough um but if they could get more out of the run game, I feel like that could be a big part and just really helping this team have a lot more success uh, offensive wise.
0: So when we looked at on our show last uh this this Wednesday here, when we looked at the the game and we, we talked about how Lamar Jackson continues to seemingly improve as a passer and he's doing a little bit more and more this year and he's looking pretty good. However, he's had uh, in three of the four games, he's thrown interceptions. And in, mm-hmm. I think in one, maybe two of them, it, it's been multiple interceptions. So mm-hmm. your assessment of him, I mean, he's he's been thrown, I think it's uh, like 11 touchdowns versus four interceptions or something like that at this point in time. Um, so I mean, that the turnovers are occurring, uh, but he's still putting up a lot of stats in the passing column and getting a lot of people involved. Your Your assessment of Lamar's passing this year because that's always kind of a <laughs> a hot button topic when it oh, comes yeah. to the Ravens and, the, and their quarterback oh yeah for sure um you know what uh before this Bills game and
1: even during the Bills game um the interceptions they they, they gave me hope uh and I was a little excited mm. over them. reason being reason being because um in the Bills game I mean excuse me in the Jets game he threw an interception in, in the Patriots game he threw an interception as well uh, he also threw like three touchdowns in both of those games, but um, the Ravens won those games. And I was like, okay, well, I guess it's one of those things where every time Lamar throws an interception, then the Ravens win. So okay, get the interceptions out your system, but that means we're gonna win. But in this Bills game, now nah, he threw two of them, both to the same person, Jordan Poyer, uh, and the Ravens mm-hmm. ended up losing. So that that threw that whole my 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 own personal statistic <laughs> out the window about Lamar Jackson interceptions resulting in wins. But um, he uh he. With the interceptions, there's been a lot of different stuff. Um, with one of the interceptions that Jordan Poyer caught on uh, this past Sunday, Lamar just threw it too low. He, he threw the ball too low, and then it got tipped way up in the air, uh, and then Jordan Poyer came down with it. Uh, the second interception was on that the, the famous fourth down call heard around the world. Um, and Lamar, uh, he got a little pressure, and he started backpedaling. And it's crazy because Lamar, when it comes to him backpedaling, We've seen him do the backpedaling and sometimes it results in a great phenomenal play. Uh, but sometimes like in the case on uh Sunday, he he threw the ball late because Devin DuVernay had came wide open. Uh, Lamar threw the ball late. Uh, and then Jordan Poya just, he, he reminded me of A.R. Reed on that play, the way that he just <laughs> covered that ground and picked it off. It was a beautiful pick. I wish it wouldn't happen happened against my team, but it was a beautiful pick. Um, so he just, it's uh, just fine tuning little things here and there. Um, the inter- as far as the interceptions they they aren't like in, any interception is bad but with his interceptions they aren't like oh my goodness who who's that ball intended for it, it is right, one of those right. interceptions um but it's just been close stuff with the defenders they just make for now and no place um so with the interceptions uh, it's it's just a matter of tightening up some a few things here and there fixing a few things here and there because um those turnovers uh they are big they can be big um and they they can, again, bring a team back to life who you might have been trying to take out. Uh, so Ravens definitely have to get those cleaned up, especially against a team like the Bengals, because, you know, uh, the Bengals, um, they, they're going to be looking for the interception, but they're going to be also looking to capitalize on those interceptions because Bengals uh, are a team. They love that big strike. Um, I, I know against the uh, watching that Dolphins game the other day, uh, the Dolphins, they weren't letting the Bengals get the big strike for the longest. Bengals had to take a lot of the short stuff. Uh, but then in the second half, um, they got the there was a big pass to T. Higgins, the touchdown pass mm-hmm. um, to T. Higgins, and then later on in the fourth quarter, the big strike to Jamar Chase, and then there was one drive with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. They just started heating up, um, and Bengals uh, with with the interceptions. Another reason you don't, I mean, you don't ever want to give anybody an interception, but Bengals are a very uh, aggressive team. Um, one thing that I, I respected about their aggression uh, was at the end of the game. Uh, it was late in the fourth quarter. Um, and I think Joe Burrow he hit Jamar Chase for a big pass, and they had the lead, but they still were attacking. Uh, and then a couple of plays later, I think that's when uh, they hit uh, Hayden Hurst for the touchdown that really ended the game and sealed it. Um, so uh, against a team like Cincinnati, uh, you you the turnovers. Not even that you want to limit the turnovers. You don't want to have any uh, because Bengals could they could score in a heartbeat.
0: Talking with uh, Justin from Engraven Vids, the great YouTube channel. Go check that out. I am a little bit curious here about your thoughts on the Ravens passing defense. Um, they <laughs> right now, after investing in Kyle Hamilton, who I, I really liked in the draft, despite you know some questions on the 40 time, just an absolute freak of freak of nature. Mm. Um saw him in person at the at the draft, and dude is just a huge, huge guy. Um, -hmm. you know, Williams, the safety and free agency. Uh they they bring him over, you get Marcus Peters back. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, I saw that Jimmy Jimmy Smith retired and whatnot, but I mean they've got a lot of the pieces back and then some, yet Mm -hmm. here they are right now. (laughs) Uh giving up the most pass yards in the in the league right now at 1261. Uh, so I'm a little confused because there's so much talent. And they're two and two, but there's that there's that stat that just kind of sticks out there. And I'm not saying that to be like sarcastic or, or no, no, ridiculous. I, I I'm honestly just I, how does that happen? And, and what does that mean? What does that mean for this game here with the with? I mean, you mentioned the Bengals wide receiver weapons. Uh-huh. They've been doing some stuff. Chase hasn't quite been Jamar Chase of last year, but he's been making uh-huh. plays. And Higgins has really stepped up. Boyd's had mm-hmm. some nice moments. So I don't know, man. What what do you make of this and this this performance as it comes to this matchup? I mean that. You, you you sound like a lot
1: of Ravens fans uh, with the conversation <laughs> about man the Ravens they they invested so much into the secondary but man look, giving up the most passing yards in the league what's that about um and it's weird it's 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 really weird um definitely uh the Dolphins game I think that yeah and especially with, with it only having been four games so far um that Dolphins game really like that did a lot um and I mean the Patriots game and the uh, and the Jets game as well, because every quarterback, they threw for over 300 yards. Hmm. Um, and then Tua just, oof, I, what, what did he pass for, like six? I forgot how many yards he passed for, but it was something crazy. It felt like it was 600 yards, but yeah, oh, yeah. Six, six touchdowns. But anyway, um, teams have really been uh, taking advantage of the young guys in Ravens secondary. Hmm. Um, because Marlon Humphrey, he's been having an amazing season amazing. This mm-hmm. is like the best uh, that we've ever seen him play. And Marcus Peters, uh, all except for, for one touchdown that he gave up to Tyreek Hill, he's been playing really good too. Uh, but then Ravens have uh, some other corners, uh, like a Brandon Stevens, who's he's he's in his second year. And I th- feel like he's still getting adjusted to playing corner because in high school and college, he played running back. Then late in college, he's switched over from running back to cornerback. Then the Ravens drafted him last year, and he played safety last year. Now this year, in his second year in the NFL, he's playing cornerback. So he's been doing a lot of moving around throughout his football career. So I think it's still an adjustment phase for him. Um, Jalen Armour Davis uh, and also Marion Williams, who are both rookies this year, um, they got picked on a lot too. Um, now Jalen Armour Davis, he he was inactive uh, in the Bills game last week because he was just he had a rough game against the Patriots. He was getting torched early on, um, and then he ended up getting benched in that game because uh, it, it was just rough. But I think teams are just really uh, taking advantage uh, of Ravens' young corners. Um, and, and then there have just been some miscues too. There have been some miscues to where uh, guys have been wide open. Um, the, the deep middle of the field has been an issue for the Ravens this year. Um and it's weird because with Marcus Williams, 70 million dollar safety, he has been he's been really good for the Ravens. He has been just great uh for the Ravens, causing turnovers uh, around the ball a lot. Uh with Kyle Hamilton, um, he's been interesting because first round pick, uh, you know, Ravens like primarily a defensive team and you known for their defense and whatnot. But first round pick, and he just he hasn't been on the field too much. Um, and it's it's weird that he hasn't been on the field too much. I, I was expecting, a lot of us were expecting uh, with the Ravens when they drafted Kyle Hamilton and they kept Chuck Clark because there was some trade rumors about Chuck Clark, but they ended up keeping him. A lot of us were expecting, okay, the Ravens are going to have a lot of three safety looks this year. But we haven't really seen it too much. Um, so we'll see. I think uh, the mix of youth uh, in the secondary – and also youth with the defensive coordinator because this is his first year as Ravens defensive mm-hmm. coordinator mm-hmm. Uh, with, with Mike McDonald, who came from uh, from Michigan. Um, so I, I think guys is really just still getting adjusted adjusted to his king. Um, he's really still getting a feel for how things work in the NFL because it's obviously a lot different from college. Um, so it's just a mix of uh, everybody uh, experiencing the growing
0: pains all together. Well, it's interesting. You talk about Hamilton not getting a lot of defensive snaps because the Bengals drafted at the end of the first round a defensive back, Dax Hill, who has not really seen the field. We kind of thought a little bit of the same three safety and or kind of swing guy out there with Dax Hill and just haven't seen a lot of that either from the Bengals standpoint. Well, let's let's get you on out of here, Justin. And as we do so, what are your thoughts, predictions on oh. this game? How do you see it going? Hmm. Um, I, I You know... I just don't see this being the same kind of situation that we saw last year between these two teams. I think it's going to be much closer either way, but you may have a different viewpoint. I don't know. Man,
1: I I do think that I expected it to be stressful. Um, Ravens are at home, so I don't expect a blowout. Um, Ravens have lost both of their home games this year, building up these huge leads uh, and then watching them crumble. So what I'm hoping happens, I hope that the Ravens don't build up a big lead um, because I just – we're not going to be comfortable with that. Um, And I I just feel like it's going to be a close game throughout. Uh, Man, the Ravens actually lose three home games in a row. Uh, I would hope not. And I I think maybe that – I'd say maybe a last-second field goal. I think it's one of those games where whoever has the ball last – uh, they could end up being the one that gets the win. Um, so I'll, I'll say, just to pick a team, I'll say the Ravens on like a last-second field goal, Ravens win by two or three points. Um, but this is just one of those games where it's like just looking at how the Ravens have been this year and how they've been at home um, and how the offense has been in the in the fourth quarter, uh, the passing defense overall. You know, last game against Josh Allen, the passing defense was really good. Um, but this this week, uh, they get a, an even bigger challenge as far as the receivers they're going up against because last week was Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie. Um, but this this week, excuse me, um, with Chase and Higgins and Boyd, uh, that overall trio of quality is better than a trio uh, of quality with the Bills, so it's gonna be tough. Uh, but yeah, I, man. It's like, and, and me saying the Ravens by like two or three, I say that with like, maybe like with 51% confidence and the other, 49%. <laughs> it's just, it's just one of those oh, games, I feel that I feel that just, especially how they've been playing at home and the, the, the past defense, the lack of pass rush, Um, the offense, again, like we talked about earlier, they've been getting off to hot starts, but they just have completely like stopped in the second half. So. You, you can't do that. So we'll see how this thing goes in, but either way, um it should be a
0: really, really good one, a
1: really, really stressful one, but a really, really good one.
0: Well, Joe Burrow said that this is arguably the best secondary that he's gonna face all season. Mm. and we both know that these teams love these one possession games and love making things <laughs> a little bit uh, unco- more uncomfortable than most fans would like. But hey, right. Justin, thanks for thanks oh, for the for time. You. I'm gonna put up your your YouTube channel <laughs> one more time. and if you would, just tell us uh, a little bit about the show, how to subscribe, and where you're at on Twitter, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, thanks again uh, for having me on everything, the YouTube channel, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything is engraving vids. Um, and like we said, on, on the channel, uh, we post videos every single day, um, and we just try to have fun on there, try to have a good time, not take anything too seriously, anything like that, um, but just talk football um, and just, again, keep it fun. So thanks again for having me on um thank you for
0: just all your support over the years really too i I appreciate that a lot we appreciate what you do for us too man and uh i i hope you have a good rest of your week hopefully uh sunday night is not so stressful uh either way for (laughs) you i don't know uh but uh thanks thanks for what you do for us as well and um congrats on all the success with the channel man it's awesome to see it keep growing and growing and growing you're doing an awesome job yeah i appreciate it thank you all right take care